ready for the interview And if you get a cue live on the laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo, let's have a combo. Say what you feel, be real That's the motto Real talk, pronto Doctor D, PhD, hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global A home for the locals Gotta be social Network global A home for the locals All right, back again for the zillionth time, it feels like here. How, how are you, man? I'm awesome, Darian. It's good to see you. Good to see you, too. You know, you mentioned right before we got on that curiosity, number one love skill or something to that effect. Yes, absolutely. How did that come to be? I don't, I, I never heard of that. What's the, the origin behind that or the research behind that? Well, it's, uh, it's interesting you say that you've never heard of that because with that is, uh, in, in effect, the problem that we're looking to solve. Uh, is that many of us, including you, obviously, uh, you know, you, you've accomplished a thing or two and you're well-educated. Yeah. Uh, even those of us that are uh, very mindful don't really, good a good, don't really get a good education and, and good information on how to do relationships well. So we spend a lot of our time as, uh, you know, in the earlier years, absorbing relational wisdom or lack thereof from our environment, oftentimes from our parents or other adults, and let's face it, uh, many of us don't quite have uh, the best example. The fact is that the science of relational well-being is, is very well established. And one of the first things we did when we started Our Love is we brought together some of the best minds that we could gather with information about relational well-being, both within a romantic context and more, even more broadly. And the science team ended up defining the seven critical love skills that uh, they felt in effect, if you master these skills, you're going to have a very positive relationship with your significant other. And quite frankly, you can translate that to other relationships in your life. And they identified curiosity as the first critical skill. So wow. our science team identified it as the first critical skill. How did it come to be the most critical skill? Like the, what, are the, what are the other ones or the highlight the other ones? And why did this sure. move up to the yeah. top? Yeah, so the other ones are uh, appreciation, quality time, uh, accountability, physical touch, and support. And uh, the reason curiosity is first is that the lack of curiosity is the root cause of a lot of conflict. And what I mean by that is this. We tend to believe that the world that we see out of our set of eyes, our pair of eyes, if, we have, if we're fortunate enough to, to, to have sight, is the real world. And we fail to appreciate that our partner also has a pair of eyes and also sees the world. And they come at it from their experience and their perspective. And it is not wrong and we are not right. Uh, and if we take the approach of, oh, well, you're wrong. Let me tell you why you're wrong as opposed to being interested in why our partner is experiencing us or life or other uh, variables in their lives. Uh, the way that they are, the lack of that curiosity is the root cause of a lot of conflict. So your partner tells you whatever it is that's on their mind, many of us go to being defensive or being attacking uh, or pouting. Um, and where we really should go is trying to find out why our partner sees it the way that they do. Not assume that we know. Interestingly, the science and research shows that the longer people have been together, the more likely they are to be wrong in oh. the assumptions they make about their partner. <laughs> not right. um, so 
the fact is, if you're able to stay in curiosity and start by whenever it is you're hearing feedback from your partner, start from a place of, well, let me see why they feel this way. Uh, and no matter what, even if I feel that quote unquote, that isn't what I, it's, it's wrong, right? It, it, the definition of wrong has to change from they're wrong to that's not how in, I intended them to receive it. Mm. So if the criticism is, you know what, I, I, you came in, you know, you came home from work and, uh, and I thought you were rude to me. You could, many of us would go into, well, yeah, but I had a really rough day and my boss was rude and I dealt with as opposed to saying, wow, how, how did you experience me as being rude? Well, you came in and you didn't say hello and you didn't kiss me. And you know, that's very fixable stuff. You could say, you know what? I, I understand how that must have felt. And, uh, you know, I had a rough day, but I, let me give you a hug and a kiss. Um, that makes such a difference. And it is the lack of curiosity that we think ultimately gets you going in the wrong direction. Mm. And once you're off in the wrong direction, reeling it back in, so that you can focus on things like appreciation and support and physical touch, which for particularly men is so yeah. important. Um, not that it's not very important to women as well, uh, but men tend to fixate on that and sort of move right past all the other variables <laughs> that oftentimes are not yeah. going as well and are most likely why physical touch is uh, not where uh, the couple wants to be. Is there any data about how maybe curiosity is a stronger component in the beginning of relationships and that may wane over time? Yeah, well, uh, uh, you know, the way our app works is uh, it, it's a combination. To, you know, our app, which is available in the App Store uh, in both iOS and Android, um, the way our app works is we, we introduce, well, it's, it's a game and it's, there's a lot of yeah. fun activities. Uh, but among the activities, if you're starting to work on a skill, and let's say that curiosity is a skill you're starting with, which is, by the way, what we recommend, um, the very first thing we show you is a short video. It's about two and a half minutes long. We created it. It's, it's fun and funny, and, uh, and, and we're really proud of the quality of, of, of our videos. But it does start with the fact that in the early goings of most relationships, people tend to be very curious, right? Yes. Everything is interesting. Everything. Oh, well, yeah, everything's interesting. And then, unfortunately, because we don't learn that curiosity is not a transient skill within a relationship that you can just start with and then let it go, um, we, we tend to move on and fall into those traps that are oftentimes caused by lack of ongoing curiosity. Because the fact is, Darian, we are not the same person we were last month, let alone last year or five years ago or Most 10 definitely. years ago. We don't think the same way. We don't have the same experiences. The lack of curiosity in most relationships is oftentimes why you'll hear people say, you know, we're just, they're just not the same person uh, that I married. <laughs> First of all, none of us are the same person. <laughs> of course they're not. <laughs> um, the question is, did you keep up with who your partner was and their evolution? through using curiosity. If you didn't, don't be surprised to wake up next to a stranger uh, some <laughs> years down the road. So you mentioned physical touch. Where is that on the scale of the, uh, you know, the ranking system here? Because I think a lot, especially yeah. like a lot of people feel like that's like the big thing, like, you know, uh, chemistry <laughs> physically, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, here's, you know, um, I, I'm not a scientist. I can only tell you my own experience and I'm, I'm in a great relationship and I've, I've been married 
twice and, and neither one of those relationships worked well. In fact, the demise of the second after 20 years is what prompted me to start this company. I was really, really <laughs> curious about the topic of love. Right. I didn't really have uh, great guidance when I was growing up with my parents who are also divorced. Uh, and I saw a lot of dysfunction. And so not surprisingly, I more or less continued that dysfunction into my right. uh, adult life. Uh, and as I started thinking about, um, how I'm going to, how I was going to improve my life, I felt that acquiring more information was the place to start. I didn't know there was a place that would end, but starting from a place of, um, seeking as much information as possible seemed like, seemed like the right thing to do. And I also, as someone that, uh, you know, as, as a uh, member of the, uh, the, of, of the, uh, the male, uh, uh, cohort, also overemphasize physical touch and in my relationships was oftentimes very upset about the lack of it mm -hmm. and and believed as many men do and it's not that it's wrong by the way it's just that it doesn't necessarily uh it, that wish that if we just had a better sex life mm -hmm. uh i'm gonna be a better person and i'll be a better <laughs> partner and so it's almost like give me the good sex and then i'll be the good and partner. then i'll be good yeah uh, yeah, it doesn't really work that way. I mean, I think the reality is um, the place to start in relationships that are not in dire straits, right? If you're in a place where you're really, you don't like each other anymore, um, I got to say our app is probably not going to be terribly <laughs> helpful to you. Right. I mean, I, I certainly encourage you to go seek therapy. And, and unfortunately, only one in five couples, by the way, seek therapy uh, according to the data. So a, a whole... Uh, the vast majority of us do not, which is unfortunate. But what our app is designed for is if you're in a relationship where, uh, you know, you may not be feeling fully connected, uh, but there's still affection and love there. It just maybe is buried behind some cobwebs uh, and some bad habits that, that both of you are prepared to try to break, or at least one of you is prepared to very actively try to improve upon. Um, you'll find that getting back to a place or getting to a place, if you've never been there, a very warm physical connection is incredibly achievable and in a relatively short time frame. Yes. It does require doing the other things very, very mindfully. The other things being not just curiosity, but also, for example, accountability, which I think is the second most important skill. And you know, we can agree to disagree, but I think accountability is so critical. Me too. Because most of us really struggle with it. Yes. Um, and for the most part, it's because most of us are well-intended. We are not out there trying to make our partner miserable, or for the most part, any. Right. And so if circumstances cause us uh, to be not our best selves, right, to behave in a way that doesn't represent who we are at our best, we oftentimes go to a place of making excuses and rationalizing why that was, as opposed to just simply understanding that that's good and well, but when it comes to your partner, the thing to do is to repair, not explain. Your explanation, maybe the first time and the second and the third, but if you've been in a relationship and this is the 155th time that your bad day at work is why you yelled at the kids <laughs> and kicked the dog, yeah. I'm sorry, that's just not good enough. So your options yeah. are either you learn to be accountable and say, you know what? Yes, I had the bad day at work. But when I walk in that door, not that many of us leave the house that door, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I got it. When I walk in that door, I am not going to lean into excuses and allow myself to be anything but my best self just because. You walk in that door absolutely holding yourself accountable and expecting that 
your partner is going to do the same. And if you do that, if you're accountable, your partner's accountable, you're curious, you have each other's back, guess what happened? You end up, well, frankly, you end up feeling a lot closer to each other, which leads to oftentimes the best sex you'll ever have. It's so true. It's so true. I actually, I've been married almost 18 years coming up mm -hmm. and it's been awesome. And it's been better every year. And I think I'm not wow. trying to toot my own horn, but like all these Go things you're it, saying, though. why is that? Yeah. All these things <laughs> you're saying, we've always been very curious about each other. I'm curious about other people and learning about them. And like, like recently I got into gardening and this is something my 20, I'm 40, going to be 44 on Friday. My 22 year old self would have said, there's no way you would ever be into anything like that ever. But I am not that person anymore. I have evolved right. and changed. And, and that is a, that is a activity. My wife adores tremendously. Mm. And I just got more curious mm. about it. And it made, and she all of a sudden was like, this is amazing. Like you're, and we, we, anyways, we both do all that type of stuff together. We keep each other accountable. So I'm listening to this. I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. We're doing a lot of this stuff all the time. That's great. And, right. and you know what? You're very fortunate that the data, and I left off vulnerability. I want to get back to another yes. skill that yeah. is vulnerability. The data is pretty uh, clear. Um, and I think it's, ultimately very encouraging for those of us who are in a relationship with someone who we think uh, does love us and, and cares about us and is not dysfunctional to a place where yeah. uh, they're not able to, to, to understand and, and try to improve, right? So the good news is all of us are capable of substantially more love in our lives. Uh, and most of us are fortunate enough to be with someone who given the proper support, and given access to the vocabulary and the information, probably would meet us where we want to be met. Yeah. So that's the good news, right? Some of us are blessed to have almost fallen into a relationship with someone that is already there, either because they have those skills or they're just naturally predisposed yeah. to good habits. Maybe they saw them at home, or maybe they're just, you know, some of us are just like that. Yeah. Statistically, by the way, this will shock you. A study that came out at the end of 2019, this is even before COVID, that was released in Psychology Today, September edition of Psychology Today, concluded that only 10% of marriages are healthy and happy. So psychologically healthy <laughs> and happy. The vast majority are not. Doesn't mean that they can't be, mm -hmm. but they're not. And I think the, 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 the reasons for that are, are the things we've discussed, plus the variable I left off at the beginning, which is vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So Let's talk vulnerability, which, um, if, if I may, because yes, I think please. vulnerability is, is also often misunderstood, right? So um, vulnerability, in my personal experience, and I'm learning more about it every day as I, you know, as I uh, walk hand in hand with a new partner into, into what I hope is, a, is a, uh, a long future together, and I anticipate that that'll be the case. What I'm learning is, that my ability to be my true self and share my true feelings without fear and without uh, effectively scaring myself out of telling my partner my deepest truth has brought us closer together and made us far more in tune with one another. What ends up happening is we are 
we feel misunderstood, but in fact, we are not actually very transparent and direct about how we actually feel. So in effect, what's happening is we're not vulnerable. We hold back, and yet we expect our partner to somehow miraculously understand our true feelings, the ones yeah. that we are not exposing, and help us feel better, be better, et cetera. First of all, we all own our own behaviors. None of us uh, have the right to expect our partner to lift us up, uh, you know, I mean, beyond supporting us, right? But if we're not going to be vulnerable, um, the possibility that we are going to achieve the outcomes we want are very close to zero. Yeah. And the combination of vulnerability and curiosity, by the way, is the most powerful combination. Because if you're willing to be vulnerable and just open the door, even slightly, just ajar, you know, just open it an yeah. inch, and you're with a partner that's curious and that's going to approach that opening of the door with a lot of love and say, wow, that sounds like, I'm, that sounds like that's, that's, that's really deep, that, that, that's touching something deep inside you. Tell me more about it. Tell me why you feel this way. You know, how does, how does, when you feel this way, what, does your, what sensations do you feel in your body? A lot of us carry sensations in our body, where, and oftentimes in our chest yeah. uh, or, or, or in our necks, right? So asking our partner how, the, how they physically are experiencing, right? So there are all these ways that if you're curious and you have a vulnerable partner, my God, it's magical. It's magical. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's definitely magical. So this is primarily for people who are in a relationship already. Is there an application for this for people who are looking to get in a relationship and how they, I'd love to talk about it's that. A, yeah, well, the application is, uh, it starts as a single user experience, right? And, okay. uh, and we've identified so far that about a third of our users are using the app solo, right? So they've okay. not brought in their partner yet, or maybe they don't have a partner, which is absolutely fine. Uh, I think our data is not everyone is, uh, we're, we're asking people to share information with us. I think about 10% of our users have actually identified that they are single. Um, but the fact is this, the app works very well for an individual user who wants to acquire skills about how to be a, how, how to be a better partner, whether you're in a relationship or not, whether you could be in a relationship with a partner that you think would be reluctant, or maybe you think you mm. have a lot of repairing to do, and you want to start by learning the skills uh, and practicing them, uh, our app would be very, our app would be a very supportive environment for that. So you don't have to have a partner. And even if you have one, you don't have to include them in the app, at least not out of the gate. You can always add them later. I, I would say that ultimately the design of the app is to make it a fun and impactful to user experience. So it's a gamify. It's a, it, 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 if you come into the app, you're, you're inside of a virtual home, right? right? And in this virtual home, there are activities that you can engage in and they run the gamut from updating your mood and your partner gets notified and, and you can keep track of each other's mood and, yeah. and our app will help identify patterns, right? So if we see as an example, Darian, that three weeks in a row on Wednesday, um, your partner has had a pretty lousy day. Uh, we'll prompt you and say, hey, it's Wednesday. Uh, last three <laughs> weeks, your partner has had a pretty lousy day. What are you gonna do to help them have a better one, right? So the combination of machine learning, artificial intelligence wow. and fun uh, is, is hugely impactful. And it's, it's been, look, we're not reinventing uh, something. We are modernizing it, right? The yes. ways to improve relationships have been understood and practiced and there have been wonderful therapists. Not everyone is wonderful, but there are many wonderful therapists that have taught great skills to people. 
the challenge, and I think you probably would appreciate that because most of us live in a world where we keep track of almost everything that matters in our lives using technology, not yeah. to replace our brains, but to help our brains focus on the right things, right? So the reason you may not try to memorize your, uh, you know, you probably remember that you and I had a call today at one o'clock because your calendar told you to, That's not right. because you remembered it, right? Correct. However, th there are skills that we can access using technology and our accessing of those skills using technology does not diminish the personal investment of time and care and love that we have to infuse that with in order for it to be impactful. So it is, it is in our view, a very, very powerful opportunity to leverage what technology does very, very well, which is help us stay organized, help us stay on track, help us see trends. Those things are, are gonna jump out of, you, out of the app at you uh, because the app is designed to keep you aware of things that most of us lose track of. As an example, we talked about curiosity. Darian, if, and you, you're in a great relationship. If I asked you to give me your curiosity score for your relationship and, and to guess your partners, and then give me your support score and your vulnerability score and your accountability scores and guess your partners, what do you think the odds are? And you, again, maybe you're in a great relationship, but what do you think the odds are in the general public that uh. people are going to properly guess where <laughs> they and their partner are? where they are and where they think their partner thinks they are. Well, you don't need to guess because our app gives you a real-time uh, artificial intelligence uh, supported score of your relational well-being across the seven love skills. So you want to know how you're doing in curiosity? Download the app, answer a handful of questions, and you'll have your answer. And from that point forward, we'll let you know how you're trending. Are you moving in the right direction? Are you moving backwards? Are you moving sideways? Because we do think information is a lot of power. The more you know, if you're mindful and you're interested in doing it better, knowing where you stand is a critical first step. You know what's interesting is uh, I've done so many of these episodes, podcasts, whether it's dating. I've talked a lot of dating app people. You know, Now I'm talking to you as our love. What is it about this time and our existence as humans that there is so much more information and data and research coming out about love and vulnerability and curiosity, where that did not seem to be a big emphasis uh, even 10, 15 years ago. What is it about now that feels like that's different? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the generation that's coming of age and is you know, increasingly uh, taking control of the world, <laughs> millennials and Generation Z. Yeah. Uh, they are from, they were born into a world where technology uh, was a dominant factor, right? I, I don't know about you. We're about, I'm, I'm a little bit older than you. Yeah. But when I went to college, uh, the internet was just being invented. Yes. Uh, yes. And, uh, and I didn't have a cell phone until I think I was a junior in college. I had a beeper. <laughs> you remember here. those? I had a beeper, man. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, you know, <laughs> we, we just lived in a very, very different world. And you know what? It was a bit of a slower world maybe even a lot slower. Yeah. Uh, and we had different priorities. And I'm, I, I, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not one that looks back and says, oh, the good old days. There yeah. were certain things about the past that uh, are worth preserving. And there are other things about the past where progress is for the yes. better. And I think yes. one of the things that we're seeing is we are increasingly less tolerant of toxicity, of abuse, uh, of unhealthy behavior, uh, of people putting themselves 
above uh, others in ways that we yeah. think are unhealthy. Uh, and that's leading us to reflect on, well, what is it that we need to get better at in order to effectuate the kind of world that many of us want to live in, which is a world that's more fair and more just. Uh, at the same time, uh, there, you know, I think that there are certain elements uh, of love that um, are always going to, you know, be ephemeral and, 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 yeah. and we're, we're not going to be able to touch. The objective here is not to turn love into a connect the dots game, right? Yeah. That's not that. Every one of our love relationships with our significant other uh, is going to be different than our neighbors. But it is actually the case that there are a handful of variables that if they are a part of your relationship, however you define them, right? However you apply them. But if you know them, if you know the skills that will make the difference, uh, we are at a point now in our lives and in world history where ignoring that and, and essentially turning away from what's possible because I haven't done it this way before, it, 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 it's just not okay anymore. Yeah. Uh, just to say, well, love, love should just be from the heart. Well, that's great. <laughs> it absolutely should be. Sure. But, you know, on that basis, show, so should your diet. Oh, well, you know, I'll eat while I eat and we'll see what happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how many of us live that way? How many of, how many of us live that way when it comes to exercise? Sure. Or work, right? I mean, many of us read up on um, the things that matter to our careers and we're very curious about what's, what's the latest and greatest. We have to have the same degree of curiosity, maybe even more so, about our personal lives and how to improve our personal yeah. lives. So I think what's changed is that the world's faster. We are less tolerant of things that are not okay. Uh, and we desire better. And technology is at a place now where it could facilitate a lot of those things. What's interesting is uh, I think our connection is Lei Wing. Wang. And it is. Yeah. She, her yeah. story is so fascinating because she treated becoming more social as a skill. It's like, I never was exposed to this growing up in China. If I want to climb and make friends, I got to learn how to make friends. And so often we treat these things like they're not skills a person can learn. Like, oh, you're just shy or you're never going to like. But you can become, it makes sense that if you can learn to do all these other skills, that love is also, while it is this thing that's maybe bigger than technology and things, it's still a skill also to learn how to be in love with somebody in a way as well, you know? Without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, I could tell you that, I mean, I, I'm a little embarrassed to say that for the first, you know, 47 years of my life, I didn't know that seven words held so much power <laughs> and understanding the meaning of those words, right? Vocabulary is power, right? How power. do we human beings convey information to each other? You know, through words, images as well, but through words, generally speaking, sounds. Um, so understanding the key words that represent and, you know, if there are hundreds of them, thousands of them, I'd say, wow, yeah, that is, that's a lot to ask people to, to master. <laughs> seven? Seven. Come on. <laughs> Any one of us is capable of remembering and acting on seven principles. And if I told you that doing that will bring you and the person you probably spend more time with, all joking aside about how we spend more time with our colleagues, the fact is we spend most of our time in our lives whether we're awake or asleep, but we spend most of our time in our lives with our significant other. Yes. It's the relationship that's going to carry us when we're down uh, and has the potential to 
bring us down uh, yeah. and up. And so taking the time to pick up the skills that uh, can make the difference between experiencing your relationship as something that empowers and strengthens and, and blesses you versus drags you down and causes yeah. you suffering and causes you fatigue and pain. Man, is that even a close call? I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, if you're going to be in a relationship, my God, you owe it to yourself and your partner to do your very best and, and, and acquire the skills that put you in a position to be a better partner and be a better person. Now, last thing, I want to get an idea of kind of, we're speculating here. What's the future of love? With all this technology and different ways to skill, how do you see people functioning and how they approach love as we grow, grow in this ever-increasing technological society? Yeah, what an awesome question, Darren. Thank you for asking it. Mm -hmm. um, I think love is, uh, is going to increasingly be viewed as the one uniting thread in a world that's very disunited. Uh, if you look at, uh, whether it's the, the tragedy in the Ukraine, uh, or, uh, or the, the challenges here at home, a common thread, uh, is that we tend to stop remembering the humanity of those who we view as our opponents, whether they're political opponents or, or worse, uh, as what we're seeing in the Ukraine. Uh, the reality is it is returning to best principles, which include us remembering that love ultimately is a foundational basis for civilization, right? That's why most religions are centered on love. Right. Duty as well. But love and duty are, are siblings. Yeah. They, they go hand in hand, right? Um, I think that what we're going to see as we go forward is that we are going to lean into love in ways that maybe in the past seemed unthinkable, mm. in ways that bring us closer to each other uh, through the recognition that, you know, if we don't find a way to return to some place of common ground, there is no good outcome, right? right. I mean, right. As, I, you know, as I tell people who uh, have a different political view than I, you know, I mean, you can you can talk about how you think my way of uh, aspiring for this country to evolve maybe doesn't mirror yours, right? I'm I'm an immigrant, so I I'm a huge advocate for immigration, and I believe right. in giving people more opportunity and investing in infrastructure and in education and in childcare. And if you believe that I'm going to end a republic with those points of view. And you can't see me as a human being with good intentions because we are just so, you just believe I'm so wrong. What, what's, the, what, what's the end game there? Right. I mean, I'm not leaving <laughs> and neither are you. <laughs> so um, the reality is if we are able to, if we feel more love in our own lives and in our own homes, I think we're going to be able to carry that into the public square. Uh, and that I believe is, is, is ultimately what's going to, resolve a lot of, well, resolve is maybe a strong word, but bring us back to center on some things where we are most definitely not centered uh, right now. Yes. Wow. I mean, uh, this app seems amazing. It really does. I can't wait to tell a lot of people, share it with so many people. Um, Tal, this is, 
been amazing. I could tell you've talked about this a lot, but definitely I can tell you've talked about it and it's amazing. Please tell everyone how they Thank can- Thank you so much. Yes, how they can get yeah. the app and connect. Well, I'll tell you what, sure. So join, I mean, I'll tell you, we, the, the app has been in the marketplace since Valentine's Day. So it's uh, nine weeks. Mm. We've grown over 1100% in that time wow. since the first week. So every single week we're adding two or three times as many people as we added in our first week and continuing to grow. So I want to thank the many, many people that have already leaned in and have told their friends about it and have downloaded the app. Uh, please uh, join us by downloading the app. It's either the iOS app store, the Apple app store, or uh, Android. And you could just go to our.love. There's no.com. It's just our.love. That's our website. You can learn more about us. You can communicate with us and you can click a link and, and, and find a download to the app. So come join us. We think we have a lot of, uh, I think over the course of the next few months, we're going to be adding more exciting features to the app that we're really fired up about. There's already a lot there and, and we'd love to have more people support it. Wow. Just amazing. By the way, there is a free, the, the app begins as a free version and we're going to keep a very robust free version. And that's because my co-founder Tanya Coppin Fox and I started this from a place of believing that democratizing access to relational well-being is a very, very, very important thing to do. Uh, the fact is many of us, even if we're interested in doing better in our relationship, just can't afford right. a, even the copay right. of going to see a therapist, let alone do that week after week, pay another 80 or $100 out of pocket uh, that, that we need for other things. Our app is free. Uh, we'd love support if you're able to support us and, 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 uh, and purchase a subscription. They're a uh, whopping $1.99 a month. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, our goal, obviously, is to build a community of people, including non-subscribers and subscribers alike, who are uh, using this app as a way to build a stronger relationship with their partner. And hopefully, uh, we'll build this better world that, uh, that I think so many of us want to be in. Wow, man, this is great. I, I, gotta, I have a conversation with uh, Lay was on my podcast, and we had such a great time. We're going to be chatting again just off air. Love and it. I have to like give her major props for sending you my way. This is a great, great oh. thing you're doing, Kyle. Seriously, this is amazing. Truly. Hey, thank you so much. I, you know, yes. I, I think I, 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 I would be remiss if I didn't lean into the many, many wonderful and talented people that are a part of this journey. I mentioned Tanya. We also have Dr. Richard Safir, who's the Chief Medical Director of Health and Wellbeing at Johns Hopkins. We have Dr. Jim Cohn from the University of Virginia. Dr. Leanne Campbell, these are amazing scientists, Dr. Larry McCullough. We've got amazing professionals and, and former military, General Leslie Smith, who was the Inspector General of the United States Army, a three-star general, one of the highest ranking African-Americans in the military. Retired from the military a few months ago. He's one of our investors. He's on the board. He's very actively supporting. We've got people like Anthony Scaramucci. Uh, oh, Mooch, Scaramucci. Uh, is one of our investors <laughs> and supporter, yeah. It. So it's, it's a really eclectic and interesting group of people that share one strong view, which is that we've got we've to start building more bridges uh, as yeah. opposed to tearing them down. And love, man, love holds, love's the key to a lot love's of what we're looking to accomplish. Love is the yeah. key. Thank you so much, Tal. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, Darian. Thanks for having me on. It's been, it's been a lot of fun talking to you. Today. You got it.